Hi, this is Greg Anderson, and this is Living in Carver County podcast, where we talk to interesting people who are out doing things, making things happen in Carver County. And today I'm lucky enough to get to be at the county attorney's office, and I'm here with Carver County attorney Mark Matz. Mark, thanks for letting me come in today, and uh, why don't we get right to it? Maybe before we do, though, uh, just maybe give people a little bit of a uh, background story on you. Where'd you grow up? How'd you end up here? And how is it that you came to be attorney for Carver County? Yeah. Thanks, Greg. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be on your podcast and give, given the opportunity to speak about what uh, the Carver County attorney does and our office does. And a little background about myself is I was elected as the Carver County attorney in 2010 and have essentially been a prosecutor my entire career. But prior to becoming an attorney, I was born and raised in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, which is a suburb of Milwaukee. And then I went to the University of Wisconsin, Madison for my undergraduate, <clears throat> got a sociology yeah. degree and decided, what do I do with a sociology degree? And law school seemed like the natural progression. So I applied to a number of schools and really fell in love with William Mitchell College of Law in St. Paul. So I moved to Minnesota and graduated with my law degree in 1997 and started clerking for a judge, Judge Jim Morrow up in Anoka County, which was a great experience for a year of seeing what a judge does in the court system. And then I got hired as an assistant McLeod County attorney in 1998. And so I, I practiced law there in the county attorney's office and we were a smaller office. So we actually had the opportunity to do every type of legal issues that you could imagine from speeding cases to child support, to child protection, to delinquency matters, to murder cases. So it was a really great experience and a great place to work in McLeod County. Um, so I worked there for eight years and I had done a conflict case for the Carver County Attorney's Office. I lived in Chanhassen and I wanted to get back closer to home. So I, I was hired in as a prosecutor doing felony level work here and worked here for about four years. And then I decided I was gonna run for Carver County attorney. And so I left the office and started up my own criminal defense practice, had an office out of Victoria, and did that for eight short months because I was elected and took office in 2011. And so recently I was elected to my third term last year. And it's just been an honor and a privilege to serve the people here in Carver County. And, and I like to give credit to our great staff that we have here in our office um, we have 34 employees, and it's made up of different divisions. So we have a criminal division that handles virtually every prosecution case in the county. The only cases we do not prosecute are misdemeanors and petty misdemeanors like speeding tickets and DUIs and some gross misdemeanors for the city of Chanhassen. They hire a private uh, firm to do that. But other than that, we prosecute every other case for the county. So we have the criminal division, we have a juvenile division who handles child protection cases, which are where children are in need of protective services because of their home environment or other issues. And we handle the delinquency matters, which are where juveniles commit offenses. And then we also have a civil division. And the civil division provides legal advice to all the different divisions, to the board of commissioners, and uh, we're just mm -hmm. essentially the legal advisors for our sheriff's office as well. And then we have our administrative uh, support team as well. So, so that kind of makes up our office. And I think a lot of times people see in the news that we might be handling some high-profile mm -hmm. criminal cases. And obviously we had the Prince case and we had the uh, 
tragic murder of Earl Olander, the 90-year-old farmer, and you have other high-profile cases, but a large portion of what we actually do behind the scenes is provide legal advice mm -hmm. to our different divisions, and we handle all the cases for forfeiture, for example, where people get items that are forfeited because they're committing offenses. We handle all the cases um, that deal with child support, which is absolutely critical that we're providing for families and that people that are required to pay for you know, children that they have are, are held accountable for that. Mm -hmm. And we commit people that are mentally ill and chemically dependent, or at least we file petitions for that. So there's a whole different section of what we do, which is interesting. I think you're right. I think most people, from the standpoint of how people perceive the office, they just basically see you guys as, you know, waking up every day, putting bad guys in jail. And hopefully there's not enough bad guys to keep, yeah. you know, a staff your, your size yeah. busy doing that exclusively. Yeah. But the, the civil part, I think, is interesting. Um, when you... So the feed from all the it comes in because Carver County is unique in the standpoint that the sheriff does all the policing for every place other than Chaska. So basically, you also prosecute everybody in the county. That's correct. So any of the crime things that come up yeah. would be whether it's referred in from or coming in from. What's the correct terminology? Not referred in, but cases that come up through either like Chaska, for yeah. example. You guys would handle it. At what point does the state get involved or? Is there no, how does jurisdiction stop and start with sure. respect to your office and the state office and for that matter, maybe even federal things? So as the Carver County Attorney's Office, we actually represent the state of Minnesota. So a case is called the state of Minnesota versus whoever the defendant is. Okay. So we're representing the state. So we represent, you know, all of our citizens per se, but certainly just, you know, in Carver County here. But we do prosecute for every case, except as I mentioned for Chanhassen, which has, you know, some of the lower level offenses, if you will, they hire outside counsel. But so a case is investigated by law enforcement. We don't investigate cases, generally speaking. We're a different arm. We're separate from that. So people might call up and say, well, I had somebody commit a crime against me and I'm a victim. And we refer them to, well, where did it happen? And you need to report that to law enforcement. They investigate. So that's important because it separates our roles. Our roles are different than law enforcement. I mean, we're partners, but they gather the facts and the evidence they presented to us as prosecutors. We evaluate that evidence and we make a charging determination if somebody should be charged with a crime. And that standard is... Is there a reasonable chance that we can prove our case beyond a reasonable doubt to a jury? So probable cause is, is it more likely than not that something happened essentially um, or probable cause would a reasonable person believe committed an offense? So you know, our standards are, do we have a reasonable chance of proving our case beyond a reasonable doubt? And then we have to evaluate different factors, but if that's our, that's our standard. So that's kind of how the process works and is evaluated. Okay. And then as far as the civil things, you mentioned you're in advisory role to the commissioners. What does that look like on a on an ongoing basis? Like what types of things? Uh, are you talking about like eminent domain cases or? Yeah. Or all, Yes, that's a good example is we, ha if we have an eminent domain case, we're essentially is if, if we're going to put in a new road, like in Fleet Farm, and you have to take property in order to put in that road, a major artery that's going to go to Fleet Farm, you know, our office would handle those matters and we would keep our board informed. At every board meeting, I am the legal advisor, go to those board meetings. If the, our board members have questions, legal questions, they look to me. 
to ask a question about, well, legally, can we do this? Or what are liability issues? Things like that. So that's a, a big role of what I play as county attorney, too. You have to be fairly adroit on a lot of fairly obscure things, I would think. <laughs> well, if you don't know the I've answer... I've been in a couple of those commissioner yes, meetings. Yes. It can get a little random. So if you don't know the answer, it's better to say you don't know the answer <laughs> and to get back with them so you give them the right legal advice. But sometimes it is. You know, you put on the spot and you try to do the best you can. But again, I might say... We, you know, if you would allow us to research this and give you a legal memo or something, and and the commissioners are good about that, so so then they would typically table that item yeah, until you've yeah. had a chance to Let us do make some sh- background yeah. and, and things we'll like that. And we'll give you a legal memorandum of law and and kind of analyze it. And a lot of times we're prepared in advance that we might know some issues might come up because we're working with staff. Right, and, looking at the agenda. And yeah, things, but these but. are big issues for the citizens as well that maybe don't get the high press, but they're important issues where people are, you know, getting conditional use permits that affect different people. And, and so, but my role is legal advisor. So it's really important. I don't provide policy advice. That's the commissioners. They're elected to make those policy decisions. And I try my best to stay in my lane, so to speak. I make policy decisions, obviously, with the county attorney's office, but it's really important. But those are more like HR type things. Yeah, other things internal, like that. And, internal things, yeah, but not in terms of public policy. Exactly. Public policy, that's the commissioners. And so I can tell them legally, here's the legal ramifications or here's the legal issues you're facing, but you're ultimately making that decision. And we have a great respect for each other in that because that's my role. Right. Uh, so your issue is, or your, uh, it's really important then for you guys to be nonpartisan. And I mean, I know that in, in the county, there's some fairly um, uh, high contrast in terms of people's perceptions about how things should be yeah. ideologically. Yeah. Is that fair? I'm, I'm yeah. tippy-toeing around stuff here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in terms of, but from your office's perspective, I mean, as I understand what you're saying, is your job's to enforce the law, not to make the law. Exactly. It is absolutely essential that you have your county attorney that is objective, that is nonpartisan, that applies the law to the facts fairly and honestly and thoroughly, and it is that is consistent with the law. Now, we have discretion. We have to make decisions. We're human beings. People are going to disagree with decisions that we make, but we are not making our decisions. And it's a, it's a statement that they have in a case that we're not supposed to make our decisions based on fear nor favor. And so that's really important that I'm not going to make a decision because someone pressures me or a commissioner wants something, not that they do that, but that's why nonpartisanship for this role is really important because I'm beholden to no one except the law, the citizens that elect me, and to make objective, good decisions. And what we try to do is we gather the facts, we research the law, and we make the very best decisions we can with the information that we have. And we try to keep an open mind and listen, but ultimately we're decisive and we have to make some weighty decisions. And And so there's people that are going to disagree, but the good thing is, is that politics hasn't, it isn't trickled into Carver County. It isn't, we don't have that, that pressure and people that I work with and I've seen are very respectful of our roles and understand that, that you have a checks and balances. You know, we have our courts that check and balance things Mm -hmm. as well. And so that's the due process that's really critical and Carver County really works well. And I hope I have emphasized that enough is that this is a really special place to work and live because the job that we do is difficult enough with the decisions that we're all having to make, but people genuinely and sincerely 
get along, that they might have different roles or have different agendas, because that's the balance that we have. But we respect each other and we respect our positions and we still are strong advocates for our position, but we get through it together. And and that's special. That's not everywhere. And I've heard that as well, that there's not a lot of territorialism that, well, this is my place. I'm right in this. Right, right. That's pretty important. The idea of being of disagreeing without dis- being disagreeable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's something I've noticed, too. I mean, it... It, it, you know, part of the subtitle for the podcast is, you know, making, exploring the things that make Harbor County a great place to live, work, and raise a family. Mm-hmm. And that, I, I'm sensitive to us maintaining <clears throat> some level of civility and decorum in terms of, I can disagree with your opinion without judging you as a person. Yeah. And, I, and so that was really one of the big things that I wanted to talk to you about, because I recall, um, conversation you and I had had many years ago where you know people were trying to pin you down in terms of a um of a position ideologically yeah and I remember you being very forceful and saying that your job is not to make the law your job is to enforce the law yeah and to be nonpartisan and and I think especially in this day and age where things have where that uh, sort of some of this partisanship has trickled down um most recently for example with the um uh, the referendum with respect to the school district. You know, there were some things that happened that I'm concerned about as a citizen um, in terms of uh, a sort of a national, mm-hmm. um, what's the right word, uh, heat, it, yeah. you know, it, it trickling into something that shouldn't be partisan. And I'm you know, very concerned about that in in a lot of lanes. You mentioned staying in your lane. And so I wanted to give you an opportunity to address that because the other thing is, is that Facebook, as good as it is for keeping track of your grandkids and, yeah. and getting to see Carrie's dog pictures, yeah. um, it's probably not a great place to get information. Yeah. And so I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about that with respect to your office, because especially like with some of the recent high profile cases yeah. and things, you have a lot of people that weigh in, you know, they talk about a democracy being the best thing about a democracy is everybody has a voice. The worst thing is everybody has yeah. a voice. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, and you you elect a county attorney, you elect a sheriff, you elect commissioners, and we appoint prosecutors and other attorneys in our office. But hopefully you have individuals that are fair-minded, that they're not partisan, that are making the decisions based upon facts and the law and objectivity, but they keep an open mind too. We know each other, Greg. If you came to me and you said, I want to talk to you about something, and I I believe I'm a victim of a crime, Mark. And you didn't file any criminal charges on this. And I got this letter from your prosecutor that said there wasn't enough evidence or something like that. Could we talk about it? Sure. We come in, we have a conversation, we respect each other, but I wouldn't allow our relationship to affect our decision or the pressure if you had said you wouldn't do this. But if you had said something like, you know, I know a lot of people out there and so this isn't going to look good if, you know, we don't get what we need, then there's different pressure on that or you're a partisan or you said you're not going to get this type of support and we will absolutely and I will absolutely never compromise that because then you lose your objectivity then you're just making a decision based upon fear or favor and that's really important and there's been some more partisanship in elections for district attorneys across the United States and we don't have that in Minnesota and I think it's really important because you can see that you you want them to come in them being district attorneys and county attorneys you want them to come in 
with the perspective of that they're independent, that they owe no one anything except for to be honorable and to, as I mentioned, to adhere follow to the, the law, letter. adhere to the law. Right. I'm yeah. not a legislator. I might disagree with certain things, but that's not my role. I might disagree right. with, well, maybe I don't think that this law should be interpreted a certain way. Well, that's not my job. My job is to enforce the law. Mm-hmm. They implemented the laws. So, and and that I, I'm glad you brought that up because that is critical to when we hire prosecutors and we hire other attorneys in this office that they have that level of independence. We want someone with character and integrity and that they're not going to be persuaded because they're intimidated by somebody's position or their influence. But keep an open mind because you might come in and you might say, well, you didn't have this other information, Mark. Well, okay. Well, what do you have? You have photographs? We didn't see those photographs, Greg. And let us talk about it. Maybe we didn't see it the same way instead of saying, oh, no, you know, we made our decision. That's it. Right, right. So That's good. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned something. I want to segue a little bit. You mentioned something about electing you and for county commissioners and electing a sheriff and things. And I'd love to get your perspective on that. Because as a citizen, you know, when I, I you probably know I ran for city council. I mm-hmm. lost. <laughs> Badly. But, but in the course of going out and talking to people, one of the things that came up was the questions about the, the ballots. Like, for example, well, how the hell do I know how to, yeah. I should vote for, for X, whether it's county attorney, assessor, you know, commissioners. From your perspective, what, what, how would somebody as a citizen make a good decision about who to vote for for couple of those positions. I mean, I always, there's a group of, you know, I've had conversations with people about, well, why, for example, sheriff, for example, is a good, yeah. why, why do we vote for sheriff, you know? And then what criteria do we use? Sure. Is it the biggest, baddest ass lawman? Yeah. Is it the best administrator yep. of a large organization? You know, is it some kind of hybrid of that? You know, should it, should it be a popularity contest? Yeah. You know, should you talk to deputies? Is it, yeah. the, you know, and, and as opposed to maybe having the commissioner's use a search firm and run interview process and, and make that selection. And so with those other jobs, I, from your perspective, um, obviously as an elected official, you know, you, you, obviously if it's Matt's on the ballot for county yeah. attorney, that's probably, you know, more f- highly favorable. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That notwithstanding, yeah. you know, what type of criteria, how do people get that type of information? I mean, for example, voting for judges. I mean, how, how, how would they know? Yeah, it can be difficult. And it's, it's a matter of how much, research people want to do, how involved they want to be, and they have such limited time. But when they have the question and answers in the papers, though, I found those really valuable. Did they take the time, the candidates take the time to really be thoughtful and explain themselves and answer the actual question? Because those are things the citizens want to know, like how are you going to handle, you know, um, if you're running for city council or something else, what do you think about the the referendum or whatever it might be, Mm -hmm. you know, how thoughtful it was. But for every elected official, but certainly as the county attorney and a sheriff, you want someone that's going to have a high level of integrity, that has a, a good character, that's in good standing and is honest and hardworking and someone that will follow the law and that's not going to um, make some decision for the wrong reason. And But you want somebody that's going to also be able to get along with other people that has a certain personality, if you will, or a certain ability to cooperate with, with still being a strong advocate. Right. Well, that, and you need the, and the departments have to function well. Yeah, so absolutely. And, 
And so, you know, I had people that asked me, well, what do you want to do? What's your ambition? Do you want to be a senator? And let me ask you these questions. But oh, I said, no, I want to be the Carver County attorney. And that's that's what I want to do. And I, I don't have these greater ambitions of becoming the governor or something else at this point. I want to do the best we can. And our goal from day one is to be the best county attorney's office in the state. And so we have you know, the great responsibility and, and privilege really to hire people here in the office. And what we look for and what I found out more is we really want someone to be the right fit, somebody that can get along well with other people that are strong advocates, of course, and are good lawyers, for example, or, or good paralegals. But really, it's more of how is this person going to fit into a group? And so in, in if you're vetting someone for this role or a judgeship, I think you want to talk to people too and say, well, how does he or she get along with other people and how do they run their courtroom or how does he or she run, you know, the county attorney's office? And that's a pretty good way if you get a cross section of talk to people. Like you said, you talk to deputies, you talk to enough people, you can say, no, they respect this person. You don't just go yeah. talk to one because they might have right, some a bias, dis- or, a bias or, or something because- had a bad experience. Yeah. So, it, but it's, it's a different, Greg, it's really a different time um, with elected officials there's a lot of heat and people have a lot of opinions and you know there's unfortunately there's just there's a different type of feel i think than than in the past that you have and and these are again these are still human beings that are making these decisions that you might disagree with and what i tell people is i know you disagree with my decision and i appreciate what you've said and i understand that you don't agree with it but i hope you respect the fact that i listen to you and I made my decision based upon all the information. I wasn't dismissive. And if they can't accept that, then I can't do anything else to convince them. Right. All you can do is all you can do. Right. Yeah. So, but that's a really good question about, you know, how do you vet? How do you make that determination? And and we all have a responsibility, I think. Sorry. We all have a reason. <laughs> scratching. We have a responsibility to at least do some research and I try to do that too because I don't know about who's running for school board or who's, you know, some of the city council and, and you well, just right. Democracy requires that you, you, <laughs> yes. you don't have to even meet halfway. You yeah. just can't leave your head in the sand. You yeah. do have to come out of, you do have to come out and make some attempt to get to some middle ground. I get that. I, I, I think one of the things I think I'd like you to comment on is how um, obviously successful the county attorney's office has been over the years in terms of how people have actually started here and then have advanced from a career yeah. standpoint, um, you know, with whether it's judicial appointments or, 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 you know, other types of things that people have gone on to. It seems as though this has been a good um, place to, uh, I, what's the right way to say it? I want to say, well, earn, it propels earn, people in your spheres, but, yeah. but, you know, yeah. as a, as a segment of their career. And is that something you, you know, want to talk about in any yeah, fashion? Yeah, we, we certainly, want to mentor and encourage others to advance and be happy in their careers and their life. And we've had two former assistant county attorneys that are in this office that are judges now here, chambered in Chaska. And so the both judges worked, you know, extensively in this office. Um, only one under myself, the other, I was a coworker at some period of time, but yeah, others move on to other positions. And we have a Recently, we have a magistrate judge in child support who um, was our leader in that group and had a great opportunity to go become a magistrate judge. So fully supported that. And others that want to move on and maybe 
work in Ramsey County or Hennepin County because they want to do you know murder cases or something, we we're going to encourage that as well for their advancement. So it's a yeah, it's a good place to. I really like. I think it means a lot when they say it's a good place to live and work and play because mm-hmm. we live. My wife and I we live in Chanhassen, and we love it in Carver County. It really is a special place. There's so much that's going on that you can get involved in and be active and and our government works really well. You know, there might be dysfunction at the higher levels of government, but government functions well at the low levels. The cities, the county, we have a good group of board members and division directors that care about trying to do the right thing and making the right decisions. And maybe we don't make the right decisions all the time, but we're trying and we're... we're, If you're running it through a value system, you're going to be right more often than you're going to be wrong. Exactly. So one last question. I want to be completely respectful of your time. I know you have to go to court. Um, If you could metaphorically have a beer with someone in anybody, everybody in the county, in their living room, what's the one thing you'd want people to know about your office? I want people to know that we treat people fairly and that we're going to be honest and we're going to um, keep an open mind, but we're also going to you know, do the very best we can to make the right decisions and respect people. And that's really important because part of it is, it is the appearance. It's the process. And when people come in as something as minor as a traffic ticket, Greg, they're going to judge how the system plays out based upon how they were treated by that officer, how the system worked or didn't work coming to court, waiting if they have to wait extensive time. Was the prosecutor rude? Um, you know, did they have a bad experience? Because that's how the majority of the people experience mm-hmm. that. And so that's why it's so important to treat everybody with respect and to listen to them. But you still can be decisive and firm and make the decision. But yeah, you still have a job to do. You still somebody, have a job to somebody do. Somebody messes so, up and they end up yeah. here. So I like that question. It's a good question because, you know, our, our ultimate goal is to enforce, you know, public safety and make sure that people are safe. But ultimately it's, you know, we want to treat people with respect and we want them to know that we're going to be fair, but we're also going to protect victims too. And I don't want that to be lost here because we're going to treat a victim like it's it's a, somebody that we know or somebody that's a loved one. And that's what I would want. I would want a prosecutor to say, you know, I'm going to treat this as seriously as if this was somebody that, you know, I had known well and was a loved one or somebody like that. Not emotionally in that sense, because you have to be right, objective no, no, about I, it. I get it. I you want that. what you're saying. And you go well, to I mean, listen you to want, Yeah, you want to make sure that they're, that they're not being um, marginalized. Yeah, and, it's their worst time of their life. And we don't want to make things worse for them. We want to help them and provide them resources. And I, I'm proud of what we do in this office. We really work well with trying to connect our victims with the right resources to help them through the process. We have a tremendous victim witness coordination team. And that's that's also something that is really important because it's not just, okay, we have defendants, but let's not forget, you know, we're protecting the victims every day. I mean, those are the those are the people that are hey, doing it. They were wrong. That's why you're here. Yeah, and yeah. So and, and, even and, though, yeah, I get and, it. And to find that balance, that's a tricky balance, but... Yep, and it's a special thing when you can make a difference in somebody's life like that and say, hey, you know, I had somebody accountable and you helped get restitution and and I feel like you listened and you cared about me being a victim of something or 
or and then the other side that you listened and you were fair and you balanced that. And I think we have a good reputation like that and with our judges that, you know, we're not so heavy handed, but yet we're firm in mm-hmm. in what when we have to be. Yeah. Years ago I heard that about one of the attorneys in your office. They said, you know, he's hard to work with because he's hard nosed. And then and then the same sentence he said, and as a resident of the county, that's exactly what I want in that role. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a really good um I thought that was just a nice kind of balance. It's yeah. like, yeah, he's fair, he's tough, he's fair, but he also is, he's kind of hard-nosed. And I thought, well, yeah, that's kind of what you'd want for that job. Yeah, firm, so. firm but fair. And, and every prosecutor and every attorney is not going to be the same. Right. So you just don't want to be so divergent that you have somebody that is very weak on one side or just so tough on another side. You have a balance of that because that's what I, I say is we don't want everybody to be the same. We don't, you know, we have yeah, to have yeah. a different outlook on things, but we want to make sure that we're doing the right thing ultimately. Terrific. Mark, I know one, like I said, I want to be respectful of your time. Thank Thank you you so much for letting me come in. Thank you, Greg. Yeah, I appreciate appreciate it. it. And uh, good luck today. Yeah, thanks.